Christian Pache is raking, JP Sears has a new slider, and Jordan Diaz lost some weight. We're going to tell you why all of that matters today on Locked On A's. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 538 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's show, we're talking about Christian Pache. He finally got a start. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about how he's doing this spring. It looks like he might make the A's opening day roster as of right now. So could that change? We're going to talk about all that. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, J.P. Sears, his new slider, why that it makes an impact for his uh, trajectory in 2023. And then later, we're talking about Jordan Diaz dropping a little bit of weight and where he could fit on the roster or if he even does fit on the A's roster. So that's what we got coming up for you guys today. But for, before we get into anything, thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first lesson of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. So go over to YouTube, leave us a comment down below. Uh, subscribe, obviously, because we're trying to get to a thousand subs by opening day. And if you're already subscribed, uh, thank you for doing that. Uh, comment down below because that is how uh, the, the YouTube algorithm works is it helps, uh, you know, find it. it just, it's just how it works, you guys. I'm not going to explain it. That's how it works. Also, thumbs up. Thumbs up. That helps. <laughs> uh, also, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. And uh, make every moment more and visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Uh, also make sure to follow the podcast on social media at locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. Check out inside the A's for more A's news insight and analysis coming your way. Whenever A's news happens, it's at inside the A's. And uh, I believe tonight, if the baby is asleep, I'm going to be doing my uh, roster projection 2.0 because some stuff has happened. It's been a couple of weeks. So uh, since spring has actually like started, there's been some injuries. Uh, we're going to talk about some performance. So we're going to do that over at inside the A's. So follow in Inside the A's at Inside the A's on Twitter, um, or go to the URL si.com slash MLB slash athletics. Uh, but let's talk about Christian Pache to kick this sucker off here. Um, I had written an entire segment about how he had not started a game yet this spring. It had been almost a week. No starts. He'd gotten into a bunch of games, had not started a game. And uh, I was not furious because I don't really get mad about these things, but I was like, well, what the... Mark Kotze said last week that this is a big, big spring for him. It could determine the rest of his career is essentially what he said. Um, and they're not even like giving him a start. And then I was like, well, maybe what they're doing is getting him ready for a bench roll because if he does make this team, it's going to be as a fourth outfielder. So maybe it actually makes a little bit of sense. Um, so that that's kind of where I was landing is, hey, it makes sense. They're getting him, they're, they're seeing what he can do off the bench and what he did off the bench yesterday, which is why I had this written. Uh, but the A's obviously read my notes and we're like, not so fast, Jason. He's starting on Friday. But yesterday he went one for one with an opposite field double in the ninth inning, I believe. Um, and that was ver against a league average left-handed pitcher. Those are all the things that I wanted him to do, uh, aside from draw walks, obviously, because the walks are like the big thing for him uh, this spring. 
apparently. Um, so we're, we're talking about all of that stuff today. So far, uh, this spring, he is 4 for 11. That is a 364 on uh, batting average. That's good. That's a great batting average. Go, Christian Pache. 4 for 11 to start the, the uh, his spring. I love it. He's drawn a walk. That's not bad. That's almost a 10% walk rate. Uh, and then he has three RBI, two runs scored, and a 417 on base. Those are great numbers. He's having a good spring so far. It's been a week, but he's doing what he needs to do right now. If he can continue roughly at this pace, he's a shoo-in. He's obviously going to be on the A's roster, uh, unless they trade him for some, some reason. And they really shouldn't, because this is what you want. Christian Pache, if he can hit a little bit, is a great, great player and I, here, here's what he did on Friday as a starter. He had an RBI ground out. Um, obviously, it, it would have just been a ground out if nobody had been on third base, but RBI ground out sounds a lot better. He got, he brought home the run. He did what he needed to do. Um, so situational hitting. Chalk it up to that. Why not? Uh, and then he had an RBI single, which if there was nobody on base would have just been a single, but it's an RBI single. So uh, two RBI for Christian Pache on Friday. Not bad. And then he grounded out the short. Uh, it was a 6-4 put out. So no, no big deal on that one. So he went one for three, but two of those drove home a run. That's more than anybody else did today. Because uh, was it Brad Keller? I think I, I, the Royals really shut down the A's real good in this game. Uh, the A's have lost a but, uh, three, not necessarily in a row. They lost two, tied one, lost another one, I think is how it's going. It's been a bad week for the A's. Um, so, oh, well, maybe we'll do an over-exaggeration uh, podcast uh, to begin next week. We'll see how the weekend goes. They got split squad games coming up. It could go really poorly, uh, but we'll, we'll do some over uh, overreactions to whatever happens over the weekend. But right now... They're on a skid, and it's not great, because it's come against, like, the Rockies and the Royals and the Cubs on the tie. Uh, yeah, so not not great, but not, those are not, like, good teams necessarily this year, and uh, if I want the A's to be better, and I've been saying that they're going to be, I'd like them to, to beat those teams a little bit more, but... If Christian Pache makes the team, it's going to be as a fourth outfielder, and uh, that means more appearances off the bench. So what he's what he's been doing so far this spring, aside from Friday, it makes sense, I guess. Um, I I think that if you see him coming off the bench more against left-handed pitchers, the A's are starting to see where he can fit into this team. That That's something that I'm going to be on the lookout for. That is something that we saw on Thursday when he came up and had that opposite field double against a league average pitcher. He, he's, uh, I think it was Baroque, uh, Baruki, something like that. Uh, he's he's pitched in the majors a lot, like a, a decent amount. He, he's been league average, but he's been he's been in the majors. So uh, not not a bad guy to get a hit off of late in the game. Um, because here, here's, I, I've laid this out before. I've written about this at Inside the A's, but not everybody uh, pays attention to everything that I do. So breaking it down real fast. Uh, Seth Brown, who's the A's left, hit, uh, left fielder projected by me, uh, is uh, he's not great against lefties. Let's let's be honest. He's not great against lefties. Uh, he hit 172 with a 230 on base and a 52 WRC plus. Uh, that's that's not great. You would like to see him platooned and Christian Pache if you want to keep him around, and I think you should because he plays amazing defense. Um, and then maybe he can hit sometimes. Uh, it he's doing it right now. He's doing it right now. And if you just throw him in against lefties, he's going to have a little bit more success. 
So against lefties last year, when he was not good overall, I think he hit 166 on, um, like overall, but he hit 220 against lefties with a 281 on base. That's not bad. I think that those are serviceable numbers. If you can do that full time, he's a good he's a good guy to have on your team. That's a 77 WRC plus. So he's still 23% below league average because 100 is league average. But I would take that production from Christian Pache. I would take that. Um, I, I think that if he had, I also ran some numbers. Big, big number crunch coming up your way here. Uh, watch out if you're afraid of math. Not really. Um, if he if he drew two more walks last season, uh, he would have had an on-base percentage of 303 against left-handed pitchers. That is good. That's, I, I think that if you get Christian Pache at a 300 on-base, you're doing okay for yourselves. He can run the bases. He can steal bases. He he's not quite like Asturi Ruiz in like the the menace factor on the bases, but he's got some menace potential if he's on the bases enough. And I think that uh that that is kind of okay. So my question to you, and leave a comment down below, if Christian Pache was an everyday outfielder and he hit 220 with a 303 on base percentage. Would that be good enough to be an everyday player with the defense he provides? I haven't run any numbers, but based off of gut feel and vibes, I think so. Um, I, I could be proven wrong. I, I don't know that I would admit that I would be wrong, but I think that I would take that much production from Christian Pache, um, at least in a in a split role. But as a full-time outfielder, if he's facing righties and lefties and putting up that stat line, I'm happy with that, I think. Um, I'd like them to do a little bit more in a platoon role just because it's a platoon role and you're going against the guys that you should be dominating. But I think that I would take 220 with a 303 and, uh, you know, some home runs, maybe, I don't know, seven to 10 home runs because it's only half the time. And, uh, you know, some 15 stolen bases, something like that. And then just gold glove defense half the time. That, I think that that's a, a valuable piece to have on a roster, and I think that that would be enough to get Christian Pache in Oakland and maybe even a, a, an actual look at some, some regular playing time once other guys are traded. And, uh, you know, there's going to be trades. There's always going to be more trades. But uh, I think that with him and Ruiz, that could be a very nice, uh, you know, center field, right field maybe uh, combination, maybe left field for Ruiz and center field for Pache. We'll see. But uh, yeah, I, I like those two. And then you throw in like a Lawrence Butler maybe next year. And oh man, that is a an electric outfield right there. I, I got to say, that's something that you could dream on. So I really would like to see Christian Pache make this team and start cementing his place in Oakland because uh, I think that he could be an electric factory, just like everybody else, just like Esri Ruiz has the potential to be, just like Lawrence Butler has the potential to be. I think that Christian Pache has that same potential, and I want to see him realize that potential. But uh, he's gonna he's gonna have to keep going this spring, or else the A's are either gonna wave him or trade him. So uh, hopefully he keeps going. But Christian Pache, uh, good luck, keep going. I'm very invested in. Christian Pache and the green and gold. Anyways, coming up, we're talking about J.P. Sears and his slider because it was unhittable on Thursday. Stay locked in, you guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and the calories? Then you gotta try Built Bar. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% chocolate. That is right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, 
peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I don't know how they do it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy for you. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't even have to wait around to go get your box. You, can, If you're on your way to spring training, hit up your local Walmart or your local Sam's Club. You don't gotta go to built.com to order these anymore. If you're in a rush, you can just go to Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right, you can head to your Walmart today, walk up to the pharmacy section and grab a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate or coconut puffs. Or if you're closer to a Sam's Club, just run in and grab a 13 bar box with their hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am a by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way. Whatever A's news happens, it's at Inside the A's. Uh, also, just uh, si.com slash MLB slash athletics. Uh, just at Inside the A's on Twitter. That's the easiest way to see all of these articles all the time because they are being published constantly. <laughs> and again, we got the, the roster projection coming up for you guys, a second version of the roster projection because I haven't updated it since the AJ Puck trade. And so I, I got some thoughts. And uh, obviously people are asking me, uh, every time Lawrence Butler does something, they're like, hey, can he make the team? I got some thoughts. So I'm going to write those thoughts in that article over at Inside the Ace. But let's talk about J.P. Sears. So far this spring, he has made two starts. He's gone four in two thirds innings pitched. He has a 964 ERA and a 171 whip. Those aren't great numbers, obviously. Th those are bad numbers. Not, not, not even not great. They're just bad numbers. Uh, for context, though, uh, he tossed six and two-thirds innings pitched last season, and uh, he had an 810 ERA and a 195 whip. So his ERA was lower, his whip was higher, and uh, so he also had a, a pretty decent season overall, like a, a fairly decent regular season. So based off of that and what I'm about to tell you, it seems as though he uses spring to... I don't know, train and get get used to things and try out some stuff and see if something might work for him in the regular season. That's what kind of a pitcher J.P. Sears seems to be during spring training. He's not looking to go get some shutouts. He's looking to, like, work on some stuff. And so the, the numbers aren't great, but I, I don't think that it, we should be worried about them yet. Let's see how he is in two weeks, like right before, spring, or right before uh, reg the regular season starts. Let's see how J.P. Sears is doing then. And uh, where does J.P. Sears fit on my roster? Got to go to Inside the A's after you're done reading this, or after you're done uh, watching this, and then hopefully it'll be done. It'll probably be around like midnight tonight, uh, Friday. So uh, if you're listening to this any point after that, it, it should be there. Um, but Sears is working on a new slider, and that is why I think that some of his numbers haven't been great. Uh, on Thursday, he... He went uh, three innings, gave up five hits, three earned runs, and uh, he struck out four. Two of those were Eric Hosmer, so I guess he only struck out two because Eric Hosmer barely counts. <laughs> Shots fired. Still mad about 2014, Eric, so uh, you're going to have to wear that one forever. And also, uh, overrated, maybe? I don't know. He, he was a big part of those Royals teams, but has he done much since? Just saying, I don't know. Um, anyways, he's been working on a near uh, on a new slider, and it was it, it it hit on the radar gun on Thursday, 84 miles an hour. He averaged 79 miles an hour on his slider last year, and that is a big development. That is a five mile an hour kick, if it is in fact 
get him stabilized at 84 miles an hour. That, that would be amazing. All of the hits that he allowed were off of his fastball. That is according to MLB.com. Um, and so that's, that's an intriguing stat. So uh, his slider was literally unhittable. Uh, and he wasn't throwing his slider to righties yet. And all but one of the hits that he allowed, he allowed five hits. Four of those were against righties. Um, so that's another something. The, he wasn't throwing his unhittable pitch. He's not ready to yet. And so uh, I think that if you take your, your unhittable pitch, the pitch that you combine with your fastball in order to tunnel pitches, uh, yeah, then they can kind of sit either fastball or changeup and they can guess right one out of three swings because you get three strikes in baseball and uh, that's how you give up some hits and some runs. So I'm not too mad. Uh, location wasn't great. Uh, but, you know, he, he was not throwing his slider either. So uh, very intrigued to see when and how effective, when he starts throwing it against righties and also how effective it is against righties. He said he wasn't quite there yet, so he just wanted to, you know, see how it did. Um, again, slider sat at 79 miles an hour last season. It hit 84 miles an hour on Thursday. Very intrigued. And uh, I, I think that his tunnel is going to be nice. We've been talking a lot about tunneling this this uh, last couple of weeks here because it's important. And because uh, the A's don't have like a lot of like huge stuff guys. They got some stuff guys, but they don't have good command. So guys like J.P. Sears and Ken Waldachuk and Kyle Muller, um, they're guys that rely on tunneling in order to have their stuff play up a little bit because it's harder to differentiate one pitch from another. And then you get a bunch of wild swings. It's fun. And then you get put on on Pitching Ninja, and uh, everybody gets to know your name at that point. So uh, Pitching Ninja is the, the gatekeeper of pitchers, and everybody wants to be on Pitching Ninja, obviously. So should should we be worried about J.P. Sears and his 964 ERA and 171 whip through, you know, four and two-thirds of spring training? Uh, no, I, I, I don't think so. I think that, you know, he struggled last uh, spring. He had a pretty good season. I think he finished with like a 3-7 ERA. Is that right? Uh, that might have been somebody else. He had a good season. He was fine. And I, I think that as a bullpen member, he'll be okay. I, I think that I would put him in the bullpen. I'm going to rack my brain a little bit before I write that piece for Inside the Inside the A's and uh, see what happens there. But no reason to be concerned about J.P. Sears yet. I think location or, you know, uh, command or hitting his spots could be a little bit of an issue to keep an eye on, but not necessarily uh, the, the ERA just yet, because he's not throwing his best pitch. And so that's something that we should definitely be keeping an eye on. Um, and we're, we're just going to see how he does in a couple of weeks. And then that is where we can start making determinations on how good J.P. Sears is doing and whether or not he should be in the rotation, because there is an open competition. And the guy that I had in there last time, Ken Waldachek, what wasn't great um, in his one outing so far this spring. So it could somebody like JP Sears or, uh, Freddie Tarnock, who had a good three innings. I think he gave up one run on Friday. Um, could, could he make it? Could dark horse candidate Freddie Tarnock. I, I had him as a bullpen piece somewhere down the line, but, uh, could he be in the rotation? I, Lots of guys have options. They could just go with whoever had the best spring, honestly. And uh, we'll see what happens there. But uh, Kyle Muller, another option. Who's going to make it? I'm very intrigued to find out what, how the rest of sh uh, spring shakes out. But we're going to talk about second base and Jordan Diaz coming up here in just one second. 
Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from money line, the point scores, and three-pointers drain. Steph Curry is returning to the lineup soon. Has he already? I don't watch a ton of basketball. Also, the Kings, I was looking at the standings. They're in third place in the West. They're going to make the playoffs, probably? If they don't make the playoffs, I'm going to be very upset for Kings fans because uh, they've been waiting a while and they deserve it because they got screwed the last time I remember them in the playoffs. Anyways, uh, plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay, so don't miss your chance for to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. You guys are enjoying the show. Make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter. Uh, check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis. Follow them at Inside the A's on Twitter, just at Inside the A's. Uh, also, uh, if you haven't already, comment down below. Is Christian Would Christian Pache being a 220 hitter with a 303 on base be good enough for him to just be an everyday player for you? Let me know down in the comments. But let's talk about Jordan Diaz because uh, the San Francisco Chronicle, or Matt Kawahara, um, he said, he, he wrote a piece about Jordan Diaz and uh, the transformation that his body has taken this spring. Uh, according to the Chronicle, he dropped 15 pounds in an effort to improve conditioning and agility. Katze said that he's moving around great. Uh, so far this spring, he this is me now, not the Chronicle. Uh, he's He is... Uh, Two for seven this spring with a 286 on uh, batting average and a 375 on base. He struck out three times on Wednesday, which I did not know could happen. I was flabbergasted when I I was like, oh, he struck out twice. That's weird. And then he struck out another time. I was taken aback. I didn't know that he did that because he doesn't strike out much at all. I believe 15% of the time overall. And he did three. He had 100% of the time on Wednesday. That was weird. Uh, the article also said that he is going to compete for a job at second. And I just don't know where he fits. Um, obviously, he's he's a good bet. He's one of the best pure hitters in the A system. It's him and Tyler Soderstrom. You can make a, your argument for either one. Soderstrom has a little bit more power. But uh, I think that Jordan Diaz has more contact ability. And he can probably get on. He, he can hit for a higher average. Let's say that. I don't know if you can get on base at a higher clip, but we'll see. Um, but he makes better contact. Not, okay, he makes more contact. Maybe not better contact because home runs are good contact. But uh, yeah, I, I think that he, he's a good player. He's, he needs a defensive position. And I, I've said this on the podcast before. Um, I, I don't think that him being playing for Team Columbia hurts him, but him not being able to be under the watchful eye of the A's while learning second base so that they can see what he's doing like, on the field in front of them, they can watch them on TV, but that's different. Um, I, I think that that could not do well. He, he needs to learn second base a little bit more. And he's been playing with Team Columbia a little bit over the winter. And, you know, in a winter ball, he's been playing a little bit of second base. But I, I, I just think that he's going to need more time. Also, the A's on my roster have Tony Kemp and Aledmus Diaz already at second base. Aledmus Diaz can kind of go wherever. And uh, if you have... Christian Pache on the roster, then Tony Kemp doesn't really have a spot in left field to go. So he's basically 
a second baseman where he's the best defensively. That, that's where he excels defensively is at second base. Um, so you want to keep him there. And I, I don't know how you fit, how you squeeze or jam Jordan Diaz on this roster if he's not going to be the DH because Jesus Aguilar is going to be playing a decent amount of DH, you would think, and also some other A's regulars that might want a, a half day or something. So I, I don't know how it lines up, because even without Christian Pache, the A's would need a fourth outfielder, and that, that could be Tony Kemp. That could be, uh, you know, Aledmus a Diaz. That could be Jace Peterson, but they're not like, they're, they're more utility guys and not like fourth outfielders, and that might not, you know, hinder the A's from making that decision anyway, but I think I'd prefer to have either Rooker or Capel or uh, some somebody else that you know uh, Blade, uh, another outfielder as the fourth outfielder. I, I'd prefer that personally, uh, and they're probably going to be better defenders, and you know they they they're, they're better. I think I think it's just a better option. So with that being the case, then uh, Tony Kemp really can't move, and then there's still a logjam over there at second base. So it's wild. I I think that there's no real no two buts about it. I think that he starts in Vegas. I think that Jordan Diaz starts in Vegas. Um, and then they get a better idea of how he's doing at second base. Uh, it, he also didn't play a lot at AAA last year. So it, it's not going to be a, a bad thing for him necessarily. He's still 22 years old. He's still young. He's still very young. And so give him a little bit of extra time there. He's going to be getting regular playing time as well. Because uh, a lot of these guys that are going to be in, in platoons. And you don't want to just... Like, same thing that I, argument that I made with uh, J.J. Blade. Sure, he, he could be on the opening day roster, but he's going to be on the bench half the time, and he's a lefty. So, he doesn't really platoon well with Seth Brown, so where do you play him? And then, it, it doesn't seem like it would make the team better to have him. Um, and I, I know that Jordan Diaz is righty, and, you know, he plays at the infield, but I don't know that he makes the team immediately better. Uh, because he's a, he's a bat-first guy, and you want to make sure that he has a defensive position, and that's something that I think that the A's are serious about. They, they actually want him to play defense, because he is so young, and so that's why he dropped 15 pounds. He's doing what he needs to do. He's going to be a star. He's just not quite there yet, so get him a, uh, get him like a month in AAA. If, a, if an injury happens, he can be the first guy called up right there, but uh, I think that he's a reserve guy currently. He's still at the top of the list for guys to call up, but I think that he starts the season in AAA because I just don't see where he fits. And also, if he is in AAA, Zach Galoff, the A's number three prospect and presumed second baseman, uh, is also going to most likely be in AAA. So it, it's a wild situation. I don't know how this works. Um, I, It's very intriguing. The A's are... Deeper than people realize, I think, with some some guys. Geloff is, he, he's getting written about a little bit more. And uh, Jordan Diaz, he's got a bat. So once he starts hitting, like we've seen him hit in the past, he's going to be written about a little bit more. And then people will start to realize, this team's got some depth. I don't know how they're going to, you know, make do with all of these guys. Because uh, you got Soderstrom, who can play catcher and first base. If Ryan Nota's doing well... He's your first baseman, probably, right? Unless he's kind of like the new Seth Brown once Seth Brown gets traded, and he's like first base slash left field. Um, but then you also have, uh, again, Christian Pache, Ruiz, and Blade 
or you know some other combination there. Uh, Lawrence Butler is all, they've got some depth, you guys. So get excited about this team. We're going to be seeing they have much better depth options this season than they did last year with Billy McKinney and Sheldon Noisy and a slew of others. David McKinnon. Ah, good, good times. Um, but I, I think that this team's going to be interesting and they're going to be a little bit more exciting to watch. Obviously, they, they have not won a game this week, but they've been we I've been having fun watching them. Anytime Lawrence Butler's on the field, anytime Denzel Clark is on the field. Also, uh, Denzel Clark made an out. He's now only four for five this spring and uh, things are wild. I don't know. New Oakland is exciting. And so get excited about New Oakland, you guys. Uh, but that's all that I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for making the Lockdown A's your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. Uh, for your second listen, go check out Lockdown Fantasy Baseball because those guys can get you ready for your draft. And if you want to win your league, you got to win the draft. So that's kind of how uh, fantasy sports work in general. I am in a fantasy league with these guys, and I am scared. They know their stuff, and I am scared. I just don't want to embarrass myself. So we'll see how that happens. I'll update you at some point. But uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Ace fans. And I will talk with you next week. Hey.